Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey guys, welcome to week three of time travel. I am uh, one of the two co-hosts, Cindy. And uh, over with, over there is Josh. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm the one who's trying to murder her. Through scares and jump scares and bullets that fly and we're mercury that turns her. into a man. In this that, in this situation, we're trying to go back in time and scare her. We're, we're actually trying to go back in time and scare your mom to death so you were never born. Oh, there you go. The, grandfa- the creating, grandfather complex. Uh, Paradox. The solution to our problem, yeah. Well, uh, how exciting. Three. This is going to be the most horror of the movies this month. I do not remember what movie what movie are we doing for this week. I've already so, forgotten. Okay. Um, week one was Terminator. Right. Week, week two, two was Terminator, Terminator 2, two which is Day, T2, yeah. all the fun. Uh, we're going to dip into some proper horror and uh, time travel with a Spanish Logan's film. Run. Called, oh, Logan's Run. It's a Spanish film called Time Crimes, also known as Los Cronocremines. Is it subtitled? It is Spanish, yes. Okay. This is a movie where people speak in uh, words that aren't English come out the mouth. Yeah. That means um, we're not going to be watching it with Mother. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't watch this movie with your mom anyway. Cause, okay. Because it's an actual, uh, legit horror movie. No, because it's very time travel intensive and I don't... I feel like she would have a hard time following Just get it. confused. It's not uh, worth it. Yeah, this movie is rated R and it is a lengthy one hour and 32 minutes long. When did this movie come out? Um, this like, movie I realize it's Spain, so I probably w- I'm not familiar with it at all, but... It came out in 2007. Okay. 2007. So, 2007 uh, was when I first moved here. Really? Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's about right, yeah. 2708 was my first year at the... Yeah, where I, at my uh, at my school... Yeah, um, it actually okay. So, it got its first play and theaters here in two thousand seven in like seven or eight festivals. Okay, didn't actually get a limited run until two thousand and eight, but it played in a lot of festivals and people knew about it in two thousand seven. So we're going with two thousand seven. All right. Well, I was definitely here in West Virginia by then. Uh, my oldest son was two. What have you got? Two thousand seven. I don't even remember. Um. I was living in Huntington. I know that. Okay. Um, I want to say I was at Client Logic at the time. I was a supervisor at a call center taking inbound customer service calls on Billy Blank's Tybo equipment. Ooh. And were drinking you, a lot. Were you very busy? A yeah. lot of questions? Um, yeah, because they ran a lot the typical scams of like, you know, call and order this and get this other thing for just oh, the yeah. cost of shipping and handling. And then they would just like charge like a $20 shipping and handling charge on an yep. item that was super small. And then people would be like, the fuck is this? Yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. That job. Uh, you're going to love, well, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. So where was the world in 2007? Uh, all right, hit me. I don't remember Okay, much. so in 2007, Nancy Pelosi was elected as the first female Speaker of the House. Okay. All those years ago, the first. I, I know. <laughs> uh, the, the Democrats are just as bad as the Republicans yeah. in certain things. Um, that is correct. Apple introduced the iPhone in 2007. Oh, there's a game changer. Yeah. That would change my world. I actually remember exactly where I was. When this happened, the Virginia Tech shooting happened. Oh, yeah. I was in a McDonald's on 
Fifth Avenue in in uh, Huntington, the one b- the behind the uh, uh, football stadium. Yeah, I, I was in there eating lunch with Tail McCrary when it happened, and we we're watching it live on TV. And I remember being like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like somebody just walking across campus <sighs> shooting people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Yes. Yeah, um, the UN General Assembly adopted the Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People that year. Haven't really done much with it since, but go ahead. Uh, the Big Bang Theory debuted on television. Okay. And Chris Benoit murdered his whole family. In uh, the WWE. I started back at State that year, because I was standing on State's campus, and a friend called me and told me Benoit was dead. Did so, he call you on your iPhone? No, he called me on my Razor. <laughs> yeah, that's what I had as well. Uh, yeah. So, uh, people that died that year were Anna Nicole Smith, Kurt Vonnegut, and Igmar Bergman, the oh, legend wow, of film. Oh, yeah. wow, yeah. Wow. I think that's the first and last time anyone will ever say the words Ingmar Bergman and Anna Nicole Smith in the same sentence. No, but yeah, yeah, that's about it. There were a few in memoriam for different reasons than today. Okay, who's in this movie? Is there oh, anyone? Wait, hold on. Oh, we saw more going on. I forgot new words. Oh, that's a hashtag. Okay. Um, sharing economy, and just so everyone can cast their minds back, the popular films of that year were. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, 300, and B-Movie. Remember B-Movie? Oh, yes. The internet loves B-Movie. Yeah. 2007 gave us all that delicious historical, cultural nonsense. Um, Here's the fun part. I love... I've been having fun this whole time, bro. um, We're about to get even more fun because I love when we do foreign films because I get to... Try and pronounce these names. Yeah, really bad, and I'm sorry, Uh, guys. I'm, I'm not doing this intentionally. I'm just really bad with names. Yeah. Um, although I do know the writer-director's name because I've, I've heard it aloud quite a few times because he's A, a good filmmaker, and B, his name is really fun. What do we got? Um, Nacho Vigalondo. Okay. His name is Nacho. Nacho. That's yeah. a fucking awesome name. Nacho name. Uh, he is a Spanish filmmaker and actor, and he's known for this as well as the movie Colossal that he did with Anna Hathaway. And he mm. worked, he was one of the directors who did the ABCs of Death, which was a really fun mm. um, I just keep shrugging. Film. Yeah, an anthology okay. film. Now, here's where it gets interesting, because I have to say Spanish names now. All right, here uh, we go. <laughs> it stars Cora Elahada. Elahalda. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays Hector. He's a Spanish actor, writer, and director. Okay. Uh, Candela Fernandez plays Clara. And then rounding out the cast, because it's a very small cast, is Barbara Gonaga and then Nacho Vigalondo, who pops up as a as character. Like a cameo. As, yep. Okay. Well, he's, he plays a character. Oh. So, this movie. I, I weirdly like, this is the first time travel movie I ever saw that like the time travel aspect fucked me up okay like, this one did the yeah. idea of going back and forth like a lot of other time travel movies like the, the Terminators for instance like the time travel is like essential to them mm-hmm. and cool but like that's not the part that like wowed me when I was a kid it okay. was the idea of like in the future there's gonna be like robots that look like us and they do all this crazy shit and they're gonna go back in time like the idea of like right. going back in time and doing something. To, to do dirt to get rid of someone before they were born was crazy. But, like, this is the first time I remember seeing a movie where, like, my brain was trying to 
decipher time travel as I watched it. Okay. And I'm like, uh, 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 like what is what happening? What am I in for? Okay. It's... All right, well, do you have a poster for me? I do. So this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original print or poster of the film. I try to discern some sort of meaning. Uh, frankly, sometimes I think my ideas are better than what we actually end up seeing, but, you know, that's just me. All right, what do we got? <laughs> what? Okay. Time crimes. Well, chrono criminis. A trip back in time from present to crime. Oh, that was funny. It's black and white and pink. And there's a guy who's dressed up like the Invisible Man, but his head is pink and he has scissors that have pink where the blood would be. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think it's going to be about a hitman for hire who goes back in time and kills you before you can screw up and cause whoever hired the hitman to do it. That is somewhat similar in vain to Looper. You ever seen Looper? No, but... That's a time travel movie. That's an action movie, though. Yeah. Really, we'd never watch it on the podcast, but... Where can we find this movie? Um, Prime. Okay. <laughs> Prime. All right. On the Amazon Primes. So... <laughs> well, join I don't it. think there's ever... I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're it fine. It just occurred to me. I don't think there's ever been, like, a proper Blu-ray release of this in North America. Uh-oh, he's I, about to... You're about to go down a I, I know radical. there's a DVD release, but I don't think I've... I've never seen a Blu-ray release of this. So they sh- that should happen. I want this on Blu-ray. Maybe this uh, the popularity of this podcast will make that happen. Everyone that hears my voice saying this right now, um, start madly tweeting and Instagramming and Facebooking and demanding that we get a North American release of this if we don't already. Excellent. Thank you, dear. Please. <laughs> Join us, won't you? Justice for time crimes. <laughs> Mind the Hey, welcome back from Time Crimes. Josh, how do you say it in Spanish? Los Cronos Cremines. You like saying that. The Groundhog's Day of 
time travel scary movies. Uh, false. I can show you the Groundhog's Day of time tra- or of time travel horror movies. <laughs> well, they say that Groundhog's Day is kind of a horror movie if you think about it. Just repeating the day like ten thousand times. I think they. Uh, what was uh, somebody figured it out? How many days he would have had to repeat? Or how many Palm times to repeat? Springs. That was the movie we watched. That was Groundhog's Day ish. Palm Springs. Yes. With uh, oh, uh, Andy Samberg. Hulu. Yeah. I like Groundhog Day esque movies. Apparently, they're fun. This so this movie. movie. Let me recap the plot. Okay, this movie is about um, a man who accidentally travels back in time. And tries to correct some mistakes that he made in going back in time to get back to the present. And a lot of people die in the process. One. The one who fell off the roof. And then, no, that was him. Just one person dies. Yeah. I guess, yeah, because we just saw it. I mean, technically, two people die? Yeah. But only in but one... only one technique. It's complicated. Right. So, the movie's about a dude named Hector mm-hmm. who sees something strange, a naked lady in the woods. Right. And, and ends up getting stabbed. And gets stabbed in the arm. By a mummy-looking dude. And then he ends up going in a facility, goes back in time, becomes the mummy guy... Mm-hmm. Stabs himself, mm-hmm. um, accidentally kills his wife, mm-hmm. then goes back in time. And instead kills, like, a teenager. <laughs> and then tricks Hector 2 into right. accidentally killing not the wife. Right. And then sits outside waiting for the police to come. This movie. <laughs> but So how did Hector 1 and Hector 2 then die? Hector 1 becomes Hector... I never mind, I got it. Figured out. Got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How does IMDb succinctly wrap this up? Uh, a man it's accidentally be gets into a time machine and travels back in time nearly an hour. Finding himself will be the first... Um, finding himself will be the first of a series of disasters of unforeseeable consequences. Bum, bum, bum. So he does... Um, the time travel of this movie it, it is, is complicated. Yes, it's hard to keep straight. Um, well, and I mean, just now I, I flubbed it in my head. I got it flip-flopped. Like, two things. One, you said you Terminator 2 is not a horror movie and you wanted something horror. This is horror. So, here we go. I got a few jump scares. Time crimes. One. Two. Los Crimios, Time Dios, or whatever. The, the grandfather paradox idea of time travel in Terminator and Terminator 2 is super simple compared to this yes like so <laughs> this was a more complex yeah, the concept plot. of the terminator was this event will happen in the future the bad guys want to stop it so they send something back keep it normal to kill an unborn child right and then the process of what they do actually creates john connor and creates skynet right and and so it's like a loop However, however, this movie, mm, this movie. Um, so it, it, how huh. I enjoyed the movie. I liked the twist that he ended up being the bad guy. I mean, I, I kind of thought that would be it, but the way it breaks down is really interesting and discovering the different, um, 
pieces, like the clues almost that he left behind for himself or things that he recognized was really fun to watch. Well, let's talk for a second before, because I've got... You've got to... I'm going to break down the time travel of this as best as I can. Okay. But before I break down the time travel, let's break down the way this movie is structured. The characters. So I think this movie is really interesting because it does something very few movies do and then even fewer movies do successfully. Which is... Time travel? The protagonist (laughs) and the antagonist of the movie are the same person. Yes. And that is rare. Yes. That's a good point. three Hectors... And I think they each play a different role in the movie. Yes. So Hector 1 is the protagonist, right? He's our OG. Yeah. He's the one who's like, why is that? Ooh, there's a naked lady. What's going on? I'm going to go look. <laughs> he oh was my a God, little peepy time, wasn't he? I'm being chased. Oh, my God. I went back in time. What the fuck is happening? Hector 2 is the antagonist. He's the bad guy. He's the one who wraps his face. He's the one that stabs Hector He's the one, one. in He's, order to ensure that he yeah. travels back in time. And we'll definitely talk about that in a second. And that, so you have Hector 1 is the protagonist. Hector 2 is the antagonist. And then Hector 3 comes out and he's essentially... He's just so resigned to this death and madness that he's almost calm. Like too calm. I, I think of him as... So if one is the protagonist, two is the antagonist, I think of him as being like a... The id? Like a deity. Okay, he knows what's going to happen, both the good and the bad. And he he cannot change it, except subtly. Well, it's a pretty major... He can't make a giant change. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to die at that point. So, And that goes into the time travel. And the thing about the time travel in this movie, it's based on a real thought which is if you're going to say real time travel i was like no it's it's based on real time travel everyone knows about it but you um stop yeah you're the only being left out of stuff now you're now you're in the know everyone Uh, on the planet knows so the concept of time travel that i think is really interesting is you would only be able to go back in time to the point where the machine was first turned on right and that's why they can only go back an hour. When he wants to, they, when Hector two yeah, turns okay. into Hector three and wants to go back further, he cannot. He can get closer to right because he says, "Well, why don't I go back even further and just stop me from getting in here?" And that's right. Are there any other that's, kind of time travel movies that operate that way? Usually, you can kind of go backwards and forth. I mean, even Harry Potter, you could. I mean, I know there are several, and I am blanking. Just on not on the, the top moment, of your head. But Usually there's like the fantasy thing on time travel where there's like, there's a device or something and we could just shoot back in time. In this, it's very like mechanical and it's very... They're very set rules. You're yeah. told the rules pretty right away because that's what the first thing the first Hector wants is we'll just go back in time so that and, doesn't happen. And that's the fear of if time travel became real. Some people theorize that when you turned the machine on, you would suddenly get a mass influx of people appearing. Because that's they would want to go back to the beginning, and that's right. the beginning. You can't go back further than when the machine was turned on. And sidestepping from that for a second, the movie Looper, which is one of my favorite time travel movies, never seen it. Even go so far as to not only do you go back to where um, when the machine was turned on, but you go back to where the machine was turned on at. Oh, okay. So, so they know the exact place you'll appear to. Okay. It's a really good movie. But, I mean, that's in a similar vein. 
Um, that's why they appear, Hector's one, two, and three appear seconds apart from each other. Yes. Like, eventually three shows up, jumps out, hides, two shows up, jumps out, takes off, one shows up. Like, yeah. it's because... They're overlapping yeah. very subtly. Um, in, All right, the, I in, buy that. In the timeline that they're talking about is what they call a fixed timeline. So... Hector's actions are already integrated into the timeline. Right, you were saying. When he calls, like, the first time through, mm-hmm. before the time travel even happens, he still gets that phone call. Because it's already predetermined. Yes. Everything's already happened and is happening again. Um, that, yeah, so... It's interesting when you point that out. Um, that's one. You're right. That is one thing that I think made it a better movie was that there were set rules and if you go back and rewatch it you can see how the rules were applied mm-hmm. from the get like from the jump yeah the first time you watch this movie you're watching it from the perspective of what is happening why right. are these things why is this girl why, naked? why yes. is why is that she was like knocked out why is this guy in a bandage stabbing him and it's all done that because it's been done before and Hector 2 needs to recreate his evening in hopes of getting Hector one where he needs him to go. Right. And in order to the prevent his wife. But from, they just keep right. fucking it up. Uh, <laughs> so Hector two recreates everything he saw, everything that happened to him. And it's, it's already happened before. It's a fixed timeline. So you can theoretically change the outcome of these events. Mm-hmm within the narrow framework of the established facts and experiences. And there's not a lot of wiggle room in there. So, you know, these things are going to happen in this order, and if you're going to make a change, it's going to have to be a very, very subtle change. And that's why I think of going back to when we talked about the protagonist, the antagonist, and, like, the the deity character. Uh, yeah, the, and the Hector omniscient character. the one who knows the evening so well. Because he's, he's done it three he's times almost now, four times. times with what's happened. Yeah, and then he while his wife is panicking, he so, just very calmly yeah, walks he's her so in. Calmly, it's okay. It's okay. Um, he so calmly like takes the young lady and cuts her hair so yeah. she looks like his wife and puts the jacket on her after he locks his wife in the closet or in the shed. In the shed, and right? He puts her and sends her out there, knowing that Hector Two's going to kill her mm-hmm. by mistake instead of you know, scaring the wife and having her fall. So he's changing it within the little bit he can control. So that way he's like almost at that point omniscient because he knows everything that's That tracks. It's the same way like in Groundhog Day when Bill Murray's like, I'm a god. And they're like, well, whatever. And he's like, I mean, I'm not the god, but I'm I'm definitely a a god. God. Because he knows everything. So long, he knows everything about everyone and what everyone does. Right. When you have that, isn't that kind of what God has? Yeah. I mean, people would say like the ability of... to create or whatever, and that's all well and good, but knowing exactly every the, move the pre- everyone's going to yeah. make is omniscient. That predetermined uh, course or path. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I um, liked it. This was a fun movie. It's movie is about being trapped in the idea of predestination. Well, um, okay. Yeah. Are, and, Hector, and that you're your own worst even, enemy. Even Hector Three, who comes out as trans, tells no. um, tells the director who plays the scientist, who's not supposed to be using the machine, but does right. anyway, uh, which is what caused this whole thing. He tells him like, 
I don't think I'm going to be able to fix it, but keep him the fuck out of this thing. Yeah. And I'm going to see what I can do, but I don't and think I can fix this. Spoiler, he doesn't keep him out. And he, that's the whole thing. Like, he's operating at that point by the end of the movie on the assumption of it doesn't matter what I do, but since I'm here, I, f- I might as well try. Mm-hmm. And he's able to do just enough to... to Fix, not he, fix. I mean, that poor yeah, girl still did. He can't perish. even. He can't even save the life of her. He just has to swap the lives of the people that die because someone is predetermined to die on that roof. Yeah, and he knows he can't stop. It's that a fixed from point in time. He just has to trade the people that end up dying on the roof. Correct. Oh yeah, that kind of makes it sad. I don't think this movie would follow. Well, does it follow the Arkov formula? It definitely has. It has. Boobies. It does have boobies. Well, let's, so let's walk. Let's walk through it proper. Okay. So Samuel's the Arkov. Has an acronym based on his name for a great exploitation money making movie, uh, and it, this isn't just us uh, shooting the shit either. I believe James Cameron fully believes in the Arkov method, and it's made him a billionaire. Um, action. It it starts out really slow, really slow, because it's a very mundane day. But you got to look at the entirety of the movie. Okay. The only real. It it moves, things happen. Yeah, that's true. Once it does start, it, it like he's running through it the, goes he pretty throws fast. that rock and he's running through the facility and he's trying to hide and there's the walkie talkie. Like it's basically like set up there's like the getting to know the characters for fifteen minutes and then it turns into like a slasher film for a little bit. For just yeah, for yeah. a brief second. And I mean it for a brief second. Like I feel like it moves. I feel like this mo- I, I don't like at any point watching this movie I got bored or I was no. like, eh. This movie, yeah. Okay. Revolutionary? Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. this one. This movie's I think that's why I liked it. It was awesome. it wasn't the same old <laughs> the same old time travel movie. I don't know if that's a thing, but it, it just didn't feel repeated. Um, even at the point where I was like, Okay, he that's that's him. He's the guy who did that. It's still the element of adding that third one mm-hmm. and adding how things happen was really interesting. Killing there is one person who falls and dies. I mean, technically... In a really two, gross way. Her two next, people, but, but you don't, one of them gets taken away. Right. Because the Hector 2 and the second go through accidentally kills the wife. And then Hector 3 subs the uh, girl A girl who's just wife. trying to help. Uh, she cut her friend's hair and then... She's uh, the real victim of this movie. She Jesus truly Christ. is. Um, oratory. I don't speak Spanish, but I know that you like saying, what is it? Los Cronos, Cronos Crimineos or something? Los what is it? Cronos Crimines. Crimines. I don't know if that's right. I'm just... Mm-hmm. I, I'm, Time crimes. I'm really good at rolling my R's. You... Um, <laughs> but I am really shitty at pronouncing anything Spanish. Fair. Uh, it's a double-edged sword that I walk. Your Spanish teacher is a weird link between us. Right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because random, you're a very small town Spanish teacher who told you you shouldn't be in Spanish. Uh, randomly was very good friends with the mother of one of my best friends. And it was just, what a random like link between us. Spanish was our only option. You're, we had Spanish or French. We didn't have French. Yeah. We had Spanish. That was the only foreign language that was offered 
at Peyton City High School. Uh, and then the two Fs are fantasy and fornication. I don't think there's any fornication here. I mean, we have the naked girl. Other than I, being a creepo peeper, t- peeping Tom I, at the beginning, it's not sexualized I after think that. That's the point. Because like, there's a lot of like Arkoff movies where there's just like there's just women showering, and it's not meant to be like oh, we're about <laughs> to have sex. It's just here's some titties to. To keep you happy. Yeah. Keep you watching. To just up the count and turn. Like, at some point we should also adopt, Roger Corman had a method, which was titties and explosions every so many minutes, one (laughs) or the other or both, and that would keep the audience's attention because he knew he was making movies for younger people. So he would, like, make a movie that had a lot of politics in it, and he would couch it in... There's women in a jungle with their titties out shooting guns, but there's, like, this crazy progressive, like, message hidden in the movie. It was... Roger Corman is a Hmm. fucking saint. All right. Do we have any trivia about this movie? It had such a small, limited release. There's... There are some stuff about this movie that is really interesting. Like, it... Lay it on me, man. It almost got an American remake, an English-language American remake. I don't know if I'd like that. Starring Tom Cruise. Oh, God. Tom Cruise ended up doing a um, time travel movie. That lived I I repeat, or I forget what it was. Oh. They changed the title. It had a title in the theater, and I forget what it was, and then they changed it to lived I repeat on Blu-ray, which was a weird move. Hmm. But it was a good time. Hit Bill Paxton with a mustache being a futuristic southern sergeant in the military. Weird. And they were like mech suits. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good ass time. But I also enjoyed Tom Cruise. That does it. You like you some Tom Cruise uh, movies. The shirt that the girl, the unfortunate girl that gets just fucked up and yeah. fucked over in this movie. For being a good Samaritan. Um, the shirt she's wearing has a picture that depicts Schrodinger's cat on it. Ah. So isn't that fun? Yeah, little nod. Um, little nod to what they're doing. Yep, and the shape of the logo on the gate remote control is also visible on the young woman's shirt. It's in the negative space between the two cats. Oh, that's something you have to really look yeah. for. But all right, I'll uh, give it to you. And and when Hector first goes into the house, he passes a computer screen. And the top of the screen is labeled Time Machine Configuration Interface Beta. The bottom <laughs> right displays the warning, caution, please pay for your software. Implying that the time machine is running off an unlicensed <laughs> It's running off like an old AOL disk. Um, <laughs> that's just a little bit of trivia. That's kind of fun. I that's don't... definitely some stuff that you have to, I have to look for. Yeah, I don't know why this movie isn't better known. Uh, it probably just from what how it was released. I mean, when it was released, I should the say. The guy who made it went on to make other movies that are people have seen. Like that's what it's crazy to me. It's not like he made this really great Spanish horror time travel movie, and then that was and it. Then never came to America and made a movie like he made that colossal movie with Anne Hathaway. Like. He sh- that movie I don't understand why it, it never got a Blu-ray release. That's weird. It's a really good movie. Well, yeah, I I did I enjoyed it. Um, okay, would I watch this again? I think I would watch this again, and this might be a fun one to watch with the teenager because it does go pretty fast, and I think he would have to pay attention because 
you miss a lot by Good. staring at your phone and wow. having your AirPods in. Good luck. Uh, it's so I would not watch this with the older generation. They don't like, uh, Ma doesn't like the subtitles. Doesn't like them. Uh, yeah, it's def- she definitely <laughs> won't have a hard time following the plot. It'll, it's the subtitles of <laughs> There'd be a lot of confusion. What are we doing? Do you have any noteworthy mentionables, anything that this movie didn't really win anything? Other than you said it's like the first movie of someone who went on to do some pretty good stuff. I think we covered everything that we need to cover as far as the trivia of this movie. That's fair. So what's next week? Oh, is this the end of September? No. Okay. So what are we doing next week? Next week is the end of September. We record these in advance. We do. Everyone knows that. She's not that out of touch. <laughs> I am that out of touch, but we do record them in advance. Um, so this was week three. Uh, we did Terminator, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, mm-hmm. Time Crimes, and we're ending on another incredibly strong month with uh, Donnie Darko. Oh. We talked about of that song. Terminator 2 being a movie that was a huge cultural, uh, cultural touchstone for child me now let's talk about a movie that is a huge touch uh cultural touchstone for young adult me. i have told people in the past that the few years difference between you and i there's not many but i think that that this the difference is my movie that touched my soul that was a little dark was the crow and for you, it was Donnie Darko. I um, have never seen Donnie Darko. I was super into The Crow 2. Okay. Um, but Crow I was as also, well, not Crow 2, the movie. I saw, Crow, <laughs> I saw, okay, I saw Crow 2 City of Angels in Ugh, the theater. Why? For my birthday one year because I thought it would be, I don't know, a reasonable facsimile or half as good as the first Crow movie. Yeah, And no. it was not. not. Nope. Um, there's a third one? I think there's a few, actually. Yeah, I think it's the third one. Um, Edward Furlong plays the guy who becomes the crow. We it's come full, search, full circle to, with the uh, Spanish Terminator teacher. Two. Okay, well, join us uh, next week for Donnie Darko, a movie that everyone has seen that's our age but me. I don't know about that. But well, join us. I All right. love it. And I love this movie. Fuck yeah, time crimes. Fuck until yeah, time crimes. Until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Yeah, and fuck yeah, time crimes. Los Cronos. Cronos Cremins. <laughs> <laughs>